We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here in the studio on the eve of the 2022 training camp with Jets offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. How was your summer? It was good. It was uh, a combination of uh, just kind of checking out and relaxing, but also just a ton of family time. And, um, you know, it's uh, like I was telling you, we never got on a plane, which was nice, especially with all the air travel. We made everyone come out to us, which they had their own problems in the airport. But uh, it was good. We, we had every single day we were with our kids at some point and uh, just watching them run around and doing the stuff you don't get to do over the next six months. What is vacation like for an offensive coordinator from the moment, the end of mandatory minicamp before now? You know, everyone kind of does it a little bit different, but I – for for me, I mean, you're you're going to be thinking about ball at some point, right? Through that break, and that's sometimes that's you know I think where you're going to come up with some of your your best ideas or what you think is going to be your best ideas. But at the same time, I'm a big family guy, and um, I I want to be present for my family, you know. So you just you when you're there, you got to be there because again, for when we get back, you know, tomorrow and and throughout training camp and the season, you don't get to see him very often. And when you do see him, you got a lot on your mind, you know? So in that month, I, 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 we we all, as coaches, we owe it to our family. We owe it to our closest friends to, to, to be there, to be present and uh, to just enjoy our our time that that we have with them in the summer. So after you enjoyed maybe a day on the water and you and Matt have put the kids to bed and maybe you're having an adult beverage uh do you guys share some football stories and some football knowledge we do uh, probably not as much during the summer as what people would think we we talk all the time during the season and then we're obviously only basically talking about football checking in on our kids but but talking about football but we had one um one day this uh this summer where we uh we him and I put in quite a bit of time uh you know of, of ball more so than we probably ever have in the summer uh which was needed we just were cross-checking some things yeah. um but also you know we, we we do play them a little bit in, in mid-season um you obviously want them to win every single game except for the game that you have to play them and uh, Unfortunately, but fortunately, we get to play them this year, you know, so uh, but uh, it was good. We we again, we don't try to talk too much football around the family, but we, we did get to sneak away for a good six to eight hour session. So who set that up the six to eight hour session? Was that coming from you or Big Brother? We, we both. I mean, you just kind of as as uh, the off season when you when you get back on in you know, January, February uh, after the season, um, you just have a laundry list of stuff and you just kind of keep checking those boxes as the season goes uh, or as the off season goes on. Um, and, you know, he's going to watch us. We're going to watch them and then you're going to have questions. But you'd rather do it in person as opposed to over the phone. So it was just kind of was one of those things that, uh, you know, we both wanted to get together. We both had our questions, wanted to just cross check what, you know, we've been studying, what they've been studying and, and see what we could uh, integrate within our offenses. Is that going to be agonizing for the family when you guys do match up in the regular season it was different last year because, hey, Right. Some training camp practices, some friendly stuff. We're learning from each other, and then we have a preseason game. Right. My uh, yeah, my mom. That was the most relaxed she's ever been for for a game between, uh, you know, with with Matt on one side and, and myself on the other. But um, it's um, it, it it's it's not real fun for the family. No. Um, some people have a little bit more fun with it than others. My mom does not like it at all. Uh, but we're we're kind of getting used to it now. You know, in 2017, uh, my first year in San Francisco, he was with the Rams, so we played him twice that year. 18, he went to Tennessee. We didn't have to play him. And then um, 19, uh, we played him twice. We played him uh, in the thick of the regular season, and then we played him in the NFC Championship. And those were especially that NFC Championship game. That was that was pretty rough on my on my mom and, and some of the people in the family. But it is what it is. It's it's you know, in this case, the Jets versus the Packers. And, you know, we're um, 
you wouldn't want it any other way. So it'll it'll be fun. <laughs> Let's talk about this offense a little bit. You've always said, and anybody who talks, even going back to San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan, that it's predicated on running the football. When you hear that, how accurate is that, and why does it set everything up? Why does it set the wheels in motion? Yeah, I mean, it just makes you not one-dimensional, you know? So you always want to get the ground game going. You get the ground game going, you control the clock a little bit, you keep the defense off the field, you keep them fresh, and it's just uh, playing playing team ball. Um, some weeks you're going to be able to run the ball uh, better than other weeks, A, because of the scheme, B, because maybe some of the players on the other side are pretty dang good at stopping the run. But um, like you said, it does set everything up. If you can get a run game going, all of a sudden the defense has to trigger a little bit more, and now you're opening up that space uh, you know, behind the, the, the linebackers in front of you know, the safeties in the corners to hit some of those explosive intermediate plays and you know, to, get, to get guys running out in space and you make a guy miss, and that's where those explosives uh, you know, come about. It's kind of an old-school philosophy, though, right? Because I think when people think of this offense, they think pass first. Um, yeah, Which I, you have the ability to do. Yeah, you, 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 you never want to go in like – we, we want to run the ball. We also want to throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> we want to be explosive in both facets of it. Um, again, it's just trying not to be one-dimensional. You know, We all feel like we can get on the board and draw up and scheme up some really good plays. It's, But at the same time, when you're throwing the ball, the offense line has to block a very good defensive line. The receivers have to separate a very, a, a, you know, against good secondary, the tight ends against safeties. A lot of things have to happen right. Uh, you know, for a pass game to be successful. In the run game, yeah, a lot of things have to happen right too, but uh, there's, a, there's a few variables that are taken out of it, you know, uh, because the backside might miss a block, but it's outside zone to the front side, and if the first combination gets their block, it really didn't even matter what happened on the backside, right. you know. So there's just uh, there's less variables, but equally as hard to, uh, to have success. Zach Wilson's athleticism. How does that change what you do as a play caller because he is so comfortable on the move? Uh, because you have coached guys who are a little bit less mobile, want to live more so in the pocket, but here's a, here's a guy who we saw that a little bit in his first year, and I know we're going to continue to see that as career goes on. Yeah, you, you know, there's uh... – he, there's no secret that when when he goes off schedule, he's he's pretty talented, and so you wanna you wanna be able to build, um, not necessarily going off schedule. You want him to do that organically, right? Like, just when a play breaks down, if if I call a bad play, don't make a bad play worse. So if that means you go off schedule and go make a play, go make a play. If that means throw it away, throw it away. You, you got to do what you got to do in that moment. And that's that's just playing sports. That's playing quarterback. Um, but like you said, I mean, you want to be able to also design plays. Obviously, the easy ones are the keepers or, or the, the nakeds, the boots, right. uh, what people call them. But there's also different ways to get them on the edge. Um, you know, we we, uh, we messed with some wrinkles this offseason in the OTAs. We did a lot of studying on, on some things to, to kind of, you know, get him off the spot a little bit, if you will, uh, to, to let him do some things that are very, very natural for him. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. What about up front? Uh, and we'll get to the skills of players here in a minute. But uh, what do you think about that guard combination on the interior and Lankin Tomlinson 
Let's start with him because you were with him in San Francisco. Yeah. Why, why was that such a huge signing for this he, um Because he shows up every single day. Uh, you know, it's there's it's known just the track record of, of uh, you know, how he's out playing every single Sunday. He doesn't miss. But what people don't see is uh, he doesn't miss practices either. He is always available. And not only is he available, he's very talented at what he does. He brings the right mindset every day on and off the field. He's a great locker room guy. Um, and on top of it, he, you know, uh, when we got him in San Francisco, he was with Detroit before yeah. that. Um, he didn't have a, a, a ton of success in terms of a lot of wins. Uh, Detroit wasn't winning a lot. And then we got to San Francisco. We weren't winning a lot early on. And he saw a uh, for lack of a better term, a rebuild in San Francisco from where we were to, uh, you know, where they've brought San Francisco now. He's been to two NFC championship games. He's been to one Super Bowl. Uh, so anytime you can bring guys in like that, that have, that have won and been in those locker rooms that have won at a high level, it's only going to help everybody else because he's been there and he's done that. How unique is it in, in terms of being a young player, Elijah Vera Tucker, his attitude, where he played pretty well his first season. Yep. You guys said – Hey, we're going out free agency. We're going to bring in Lincoln Tomlinson. Oh, by the way, we wouldn't mind you moving over to right guard. And he says, yeah, I'll definitely move over. And what can I learn from him? Yeah, no, that's totally. And that's, you know, when we, when we kind of asked him or brought up the idea, it's, it's just ABT's mentality. Just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm good, coach, whatever you need, you know. And it's true. And, you know, you want to keep guys as much in the same position as possible, no doubt, just so they get comfortable. But that's that's not always the reality. There's so many injuries. There's so much stuff that happens that you, you are going to get shuffled around a little bit. And um, for the reason of moving him over to right to bring in Lakin, um, it just made sense. And, you know, to, to bring in a guy like Lakin and then have ABT going in that second year, um, you couldn't be – I know myself and, and John Benton, you couldn't be uh, as excited to, to have that, that guard tandem there. And Connor McGovern in the middle. I mean, it's as, it's as cool of a uh, guard-center-guard combination that uh, that I personally have been around. Yeah, and people are going to be asking you a lot of questions this summer, especially early in the summer, about what's happening at tackle. What do you think the competition is going to do for both of these guys? Uh, George Fant, you know he wants to stay at left tackle. Makai Becton was clear here in the spring that he wants – he's hearing the criticisms outside and he wants people to eat their words. Yeah, no, it's um, – and I've, I've answered this before in terms of, you know, um, kind of how that's all going to play out. It'll play itself out just organically. We're going to have a lot of practice out there. Um, you know, they'll be moving around. Uh, like we've said, George has earned the right to uh, to play some left tackle and, and to show what he can do. He had, a, he had a tremendous year last year. He only got better as the year went on. He was playing his best ball in that back half of the year. Um, he approaches every day like a true professional. Um, and, you know, so he, he's earned that right. And getting Makai back will be, will be huge, you know. Um, um, it was unfortunate how it went down last year in that first game, and just you know, it's a it's a it's a large man with a lower body injury. It's I, you and I don't won't understand. Like he's 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 that big, you know. Uh, so we don't know how it, it's going to be coming back uh, from one of those injuries when you're when you are um, the size he is. But uh, he's feeling better. Um, just excited uh, to to get him going. Uh, you know, in August. We talked in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Totally different landscape now, especially for your young quarterback. Can you talk about what is around him, some of the offseason additions, and how that is going to possibly lead him to having maybe the mentality that I don't have to do too much here 
just play within the system because we got a lot of guys who can do things with the football. Totally, you know, and that's that's how you want all quarterbacks to be. That you don't want them to feel like they have to do everything because once you start pressing and trying to do stuff, uh, that's when bad stuff a lot of times happens. Some good stuff will happen, but but a lot of times bad stuff will happen. Uh, you want them to play within the offense, whatever offense that is. And like I said, when you um, when when I call the bad play, don't make a bad play worse. And so what does that mean? It means you go make the best play for the Jets at that time. Zach, you can do that at a very high level uh, when I do call those bad plays. Sometimes, hopefully, I do call a bad play, so you can just go uh, go do that. But uh, like I said, uh, just to answer your question, um, he, you know, he's got some pieces around him that, that uh, Joe and his staff it, it did an awesome job of, of adding for, for this organization, and um, you know, it's only going to help him uh, on the field. What about the tight end position? A complete overhaul there. Such an important position for you guys in San Francisco previously. Uh, when you bring in guys like Uzama, you mentioned Conklin before, you draft Rucker. Uh, what can the tight end not only do for a quarterback, but do for a quarterback in your offense? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the easy thing is the, the security blanket, right? But, uh, uh, that's you know you got those bigger bodies kind of over the middle when you're when you're looking deep and then you're checking that ball down uh, you're getting it to you know some of these bigger bodies that are sure-handed the cool part about the guys that we brought in you know starting with CJ again very similar to Lakin um, he saw it from the ground up in yep. Cincinnati uh, you know obviously uh, going to the Super Bowl last year so you're bringing in a guy that we've heard was a great locker room guy uh, that was probably an understatement he is a phenomenal locker room guy um, so it's it's just been awesome to get to know him and and you know, to to watch him uh, within this offense can be pretty fun. And again, just being in a a locker room that went to a Super Bowl, bringing in that knowledge of, of those big games and, and what it's going to take week in and week out, um, that's going to be so valuable for so many young guys that we have on this team. And then you look at Conklin uh, to be able to bring in two, which was incredible by again by Joe and his staff. Uh, I, the thing about Conklin, and I'll, again, I'll relate it to Lake, and he he shows up every day. He's, yeah. I think he's missed I think one game in four years. Uh, he was out there every single day in OTAs. Like he he doesn't get nicked up, you know, knock on wood. But like just I don't his body, the way he trains, whatnot. Um, I truly believe his best days are ahead of him too. You know, you saw his first two years, he uh, didn't play as much uh, at tight end, and then the third year had a pretty good year. Then last year kind of exploded in terms of production and all that. Um, I'm not going to put a number or anything like that on what his production will be, but I, I just I, I believe his best days are ahead. He just works too hard at it. He cares too much about it, and he's talented. Uzama, he played with the second-year quarterback last year in Joe Burrow. I'm not comparing Zach to Joe Burrow, nor would that be fair. But is it kind of cool from your perspective that, yeah, we got a veteran, we got a character guy, we got a guy with postseason experience. We've seen a, uh, he, he's a guy who's seen it turn around from the last team he's at. And oh, by the way, he had experienced with, he experienced success with a young quarterback. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, he's he's seen a lot of quarterbacks in his years there, just being in the league as long as he has. Not that he's been in too long, but he's, you know, seen the quarterback carousel there in, in Cincinnati a little bit. Now they got uh, the stability they got with, with Joe. Um, and I'm sure he saw the development from year one to year two. Um, he's a football guy. So even though he was with Cincinnati, he still knew what was going on with the Jets. He's just, so, there's just guys that know what's going on around the league. And so, um, albeit he wasn't in the, in the in the building last year, he knows uh, what a rookie quarterback goes through. He knows what Zach went through. And, you know, like you just said, I mean, he saw what Joe did in the second year, not trying to, like you said, compare or anything like that, but it'll be, um, it, he'll be a good sounding board and good guidance for, uh, for Zach in his second year. What do you think of the pieces at receiver if health is there? 
Cor Corey Davis, yep. Elijah Moore. We saw his production. You guys draft Garrett Wilson, uh, 10 overall. Braxton Berrios re-signs. Uh, Jeff Smith quietly really had a nice spring. Uh, Denzel Mims is still here as well, who I know you guys thought took some steps forward throughout the spring, and we can go on a little bit. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a cool group. It's a talented group. It's a young group, mm -hmm. you know, uh, outside of really uh, uh, Corey and Braxton. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of games played there, and that's um, – you know, at that position, coaching receivers for two years, there's there's something to be said about the amount of time spent on that, on that field. You just, it's so different than the college game. You know, it's just, it's so different. The the amount of bump man to man coverage that you're going to see every single Sunday, it takes time and, and just uh, and reps. Um, so it it'll be fun to watch these guys grow. Uh, we're going to lean on Braxton and Corey in terms of just getting the young guys up to speed. Even though Elijah's going in his second year, he still missed a handful of games right. last year. And we, we all saw you know, how he kind of took off there in the middle of the year, and it was unfortunate what happened. He's still a young football player. Garrett's a young football player. Mimsy's a young football player. Um, Jeff Smith, was a, he's a quarterback you know, up until he gets to Boston College. And you know, he, um, he played some good ball for us last year, and you already you know, uh, alluded to it in, in the spring. I thought, I thought he had the, uh, the best spring out of probably anyone on our offense. Um, I'm excited to watch him carry that over uh, into training camp. So, um, you know, again, it's a fun group. It's a young group. They're hungry, uh, and uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch them grow. How would you characterize yourself as a play caller? Oh, I try to put our guys in the best position to be successful. You know, um, I'd like to think I'm aggressive. Uh, I, I want to be more aggressive, uh, but again, I, I've learned that through. Um, you know, the guy that's probably taught me the most in this business and Kyle Shanahan, you know, uh, he's as aggressive as they come. Um, he's not going to stop. And, you know, he's even with one of the better defenses in football in San Francisco the last few years, he's going to try to go score every single time they got the ball. And you're going to do that by being aggressive, uh, getting the uh, um, the ball in your playmaker's hands and letting them go play. So uh, that's what I took from Kyle amongst many other things. But uh, that's that's one thing that really stands out as a play call for him that, that you try to carry over. I love that. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Zach, where did he grow most? If you had to point to one thing last year and now after the spring, what are you guys really going to be honing in on with him here throughout his second training camp? Because he does have his feet underneath him now. Yeah, no, he uh, what's cool about going in the second training camp is now the, the unknown of what NFL football is like that he, he knows he, he played a season last year, albeit he missed the, the four games. He's gone through a training camp. He's gone through a preseason. So you don't have to even teach that or watch him organically kind of grow into that. He he knows what to expect when he steps out on that grass, you know, on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so that's awesome. So what, what can you really focus in on? You can focus in on the job that needs to be done for his position. And for, for him, um, being able to have this offseason to go through our offense again to clean a 
a lot of things up. You know, that's every sit, whether you're the best offense or the worst offense, you're always find just trying to find ways to clean up your own offense, add to it, take away, uh, you know, adapt to what the defenses around the league are doing. Uh, we feel like we did that this, this offseason. We feel like he has a good grasp on it. Uh, for him, it's just, again, just getting out there and getting those reps. Um, we, we've put a big emphasis on just getting our eyes in the right spot, not worrying about the eight guys over to left when the concept is over to our right. We have to focus in on what's going on over here and you know going through your progression and, and um, not having to know too much. Getting your eyes in the right speed, uh, spot, having nice active feet, and, and going and playing football. That speaks to his insatiable uh, appetite. You can't get enough, right? So is that, is that hard for you as a coach, or is it hard processing at times for him because – he does want to understand everything where you're saying, Coach, you don't have to take it all in because if it's like this over here, you can let it go. Right, and, and that's where you're right. He, he wants to know everything, but what I do believe he has learned over this last year is that is knowing everything, knowing that I don't need to worry about this yeah. side of the field with this particular concept. You know, we, we call it across-the-board reads within our system, Green Bay, L.A., San Francisco, uh, the Dolphins probably, Cincinnati. Um, where you're not even you're not there's nothing that could even take you to the other side uh, of a, a progression. You're always starting one side, no matter what the coverage is, and then your eyes will dictate. And and when guys are covered, to go across the board, and then that stuff's going to matter. But you're going to throw to open holes. You don't even know who's under. You're just throwing to open holes, and you're playing fast. And you've had so many reps at it through OTAs, through training camp, through the preseason, through all the walkthroughs that are so important for a quarterback and an offense and a defense and a team uh, to get meaningful reps. You know, so um, th- I do believe that is. He is trying to soak it all in, but he's understood that that is what soaking it all in yeah. is, is not worrying about so much. A pet peeve of mine is when people chart passes during training camp and they'll say, wow, Wilson was 7 at 8 and 7 on 7, and he was 9 at 16 in team periods and things like that because my argument on that, my counter has always been you don't know what – you guys are doing as far as insulations are concerned you don't know what the defense might be throwing at them it is a different look with that being said can you talk about the situations that you guys do out here on the practice field because sometimes we might be watching a team period and it's third long and you might be telling them i don't know you might be saying hey go past the sticks no matter what it's third and eight you got to get you got to get a first totally time. you know there's there's that 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 question could be answered in about one hour because I mean there's <laughs> there's so much that goes into a practice and and prepping your quarterbacks uh, to be prepared to play on Sundays when it gets to the regular season but you're also you're not only just trying to prep them you're, you're trying to put the receivers in different spots to give them different looks to be able to again check the boxes that they're going through all of it O-line you're taking guys in you're taking guys out you're running different choice and option routes with guys that haven't had uh, haven't had those options yet with Zach or with the other quarterbacks so that's going to dictate you know the completion percentage I think when when Ultimately, yes, you want a high completion percentage, right? Like organically over the the month or five weeks of training camp, like the higher it is, the better obviously he's playing. But there's so many variables that we don't really look at it day to day. You're just looking at the play. Is is the quarterback making the best decision for that play? And there were times last year when he would make a mistake, I'd call the same play a few plays later, knowing that it's probably not going to be very good against the defense. I just want to see if he's going to make my bad play worse, you know, and and, and any of the quarterbacks, just to see if they're learning on the fly as well. So there's there's times out there you're not really concerned what the defense is doing 
unlike on Sundays when we play Baltimore, we're always going to be concerned what the defense is sure. doing. When we go against our defense, there's going to be plays that are going to be absolute dead plays, and I don't really care. I want to see him either check it down, go off schedule, throw the ball away, do do whatever's best. That's going to play into the completion percentage that might not be as good that day, you know. So you got a new head coach in the division, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. How, how do you think he's going to do? And something struck me when we were in Mobile. Robert was asked about him, and he raved about him. Um, you were on that staff with him, and I think you would call him a, a good friend. Yeah. He's, what is he going to bring to the table? He's uh, Mike is uh, it's kind of well-documented. Mike McDaniel, is, uh, he's going to be Mike. And um, I've been with Mike uh, since 2014. Uh, before that, he was with my brother, um, I don't know, 2008 on through Houston, Washington. So I've known Mike for, you know, 14, 15 years. Um, one of my best friends, not just in this, in this profession, but in life. He is such a good uh, coach, that's that's an understatement. Um, the players respect him. He's going to be who he is within his own personality every single day. He's never going to change, uh, but he's a good human. He was such a good uh, friend to have in the building. Again, going back to 2014, every year I thought we just got closer and closer to our time in San Francisco. Um, you know, it, uh, it it wasn't fun leaving him because he was I was so close with him. But it was just you know obviously time to move on and a great opportunity, and it was his time to move on and what a great opportunity he has. So uh, I love Mike. I wish him you know nothing but the best. Everyone roots for Mike. You know, unfortunately he is in our division. So just like the Packers, I hope they win every game but versus us. That's what I, I, I hope Miami. You, I hope Miami wins every game except. Except for, you know, if it affects the Jets. So our two games and any other game that, that it would affect us. We a pissed and wound up in the division because, yeah, it's great. Your buddy has got a high coaching job and well-deserved. But I, I'm not even just thinking that you got to compete against him. I'm thinking in terms of you guys have might have similar thoughts on personnel, systems. So down the line, free agency and draft, <laughs> you know, that all no, that's No, it's, no, it's a good question because it, that, that is true. You know, like that – did it, when he got the job, you're not thinking about the division. You're just so, so happy for him and his wife Katie and their family um, that that he's getting this opportunity. So you didn't even care where it was. But then once you know you processed all that, like we can't talk about free agency, we can't talk about the draft, we really can't even talk too much about schemes, right? Uh, because we are in the division, you know, and and that is what it is. Our we're this is the Jets, and we're worried about the Jets. Um, it was very similar to 2020 in San Francisco because we played Green Bay in the NFC Championship. We, we both had high expectations going into that 20 year. So Matt and I didn't talk too much about free agency and some of the draft guys and all that. Didn't even talk too much scheme that year. Um, so even though we weren't in the same division, we just felt like we were going to see each other, you know, somewhere in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I mean that that is kind of what it is. But but ultimately, oh well, it doesn't matter. Uh, again, I hope I, I hope they have so much success, except for the uh, the two that. We have. Yeah. Uh, we had Brick in your seat. We also had uh, Brant Boyer. And I'm asking all the coordinators this. Do you have a favorite training camp memory? Something that stands out or experience, whether good or bad? Boyer brought up uh, two days or basically three days of practicing and yeah, those, excessive heat. Those, those, <laughs> those two have, um, those those guys have different experiences. All You know, they sure. played a lot of years and they played uh before there were a lot of the rules that we have now um i to you know put me on the spot favorite training camp moment i'm not i'm not even going to answer that last year was really cool going to green bay um 
you know, just being able to, to practice in that environment, going against a team that had been the NFC Championship two years in a row. So for a very, very young team and a rookie quarterback and a new staff to be able to kind of just see how things are done there, uh, that was really cool. And, you know, we had a lot of family and stuff there. And, again, you don't have that, that pressure of an actual regular season game. But I'll go back to 2014, my first year in a training camp. You know, you don't really know what to expect. Although Matt had been in the in in the league for eight years, so you kind of that was all, all I knew. Uh, but I mean, we were doing special teams. I was at Cleveland. We were doing special teams walkthrough till what I felt was nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Uh, in in the uh, I mean, guys can't even keep their eyes open. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I mean, those days were long. And then you're turning around. You're you're getting in bed by you know say midnight, and you're back in the office at five a.m. And that was five weeks and. Fast forward to 2022 and how different the league is with the training camp sure. and, and the amount of time that you have with these guys. I mean, I, the vets around the league are out of the building by 7, 7.15. It's, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just so different. So I do, you know, as, as new QCs come and go, I always like to remind them even I'm not one of the old guys, but in 2014 it was a lot different than, uh, than it is now. And what keeps you going? What's the must drink are you a coffee guy i'm a espresso coffee guy. guy i'm a coffee guy i'm not a how many ounces you I'm, found it's really i don't know i just ordered a new uh, uh new jura coffee machine you got it in the office uh, I, I just ordered it two days ago okay so uh salas always ha- i've always had one at home um i'm a huge coffee guy i love love coffee love love good coffee and uh so we ordered a machine sala had one but it's like getting maintenance or whatever i didn't even want to mess with it he has his door shut a lot so that that's going to ruin my coffee intake so i just said you know what I'm going to order my own, so I got one coming. It's supposed to be here this weekend. I'm going to have to come down and get a brew here yeah, in camp. Come on down. It's, it's good. Jura, it's good coffee. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah.